0: to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.
1: This season has been one of the better seasons for football in our area in
2: a good long time. You might want to get there and get your popcorn ready because you're going to see a lot of fireworks in the sky. I mean, this is what we've been working for, and we got here.
0: Since I'm in studio by myself this week, it's my turn to say, Let Go! Welcome into the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us. However you are doing so, large, device, or small. How is that for a John Nelson impression? I'm Hannah Goodin. Good. <laughs> John's calling in from the road in Statesboro. John, what what do you got going on today? You're not here in studio with us.
3: No, I'm not. Having uh, all of the stuff that we have on, on a Monday with a very busy uh, Sunday night as we're taping it here, Very busy Sunday night, a historic night in an entirely different sport, but Mm -hmm. uh, our friends at South Georgia Tormenta have opened up their offices for me so I can do the show from here this week, but I will be back. I'll be back next week. Everything's cool, but uh, go ahead and drive it and uh, let's let's see what folks want to talk about for the first week of the playoffs, and we brought in the All-Stars to help us out.
0: Yeah, John cheating on us with the football, but I'm in the driver's seat today, so hang on, everybody. It's going to be it's going to be a fun one coming up on today. It's going to be a very bumpy ride. Believe me, coming up on today's show, we're going to recap our football Fridays in Georgia game of the week, North Gwinnett versus Norcross. It was the last week of the regular season. Preview our first round playoff TV game, Blessed Trinity versus North Forsyth. And we have our GPB All-Stars on today. So let's get things started by talking about that game of the week. And let's hear from our Cotton Commission player of the game, North Gwinnett quarterback, Ryan Hall. Ryan, I got to ask you just real quick, how are you feeling right now?
2: I don't have words. I mean, this is what we've been working for. And we got here and we showed, we were ready. We showed what we could do and we want it here
0: doesn't have words. Bulldogs clinch the region 7-7-8 title for the fourth time in six years under head coach Bill Stewart with the 35-27 to win. The Bulldogs are now the one seed. The Blue Devils will be the two seed. So John, what were your takeaways from the game?
2: Just,
3: I mean, it, it was, you had uh, two of the top teams, two of the, two of the traditional powers in Gwinnett County. And just when you thought, you know, if you were a fan of North Gwinnett that they were going to start distancing themselves from Norcross. Norcross comes in and and you know third and fourth quarter they're sitting there and they make it a one score game. But then North Gwinnett obviously gets the gets the Duke and holds on when they need to 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 get that one seed there in a region. But once again you know when you have two traditional Gwinnett County powers, I mean it was it was fun to see it and once again great great atmosphere for the last week of the regular season over there at Blue Devil Stadium.
0: North Gwinnett will now face off with four-seed Decula, and Norcross will play three-seed Mountain View. So, John, we have the regular season in the books. It's officially playoff time, which is your Super Bowl, pretty much. What were your <laughs> overall observations from the last week heading down the final stretch of the season?
3: Oh, I mean, it was it's it's always fun because, I mean, and I guess we can peel back the curtain a little bit, What was it like for you? How would you best describe what I was doing starting basically at the kickoff of our Football Fridays in Georgia game until the last possible millisecond before the postgame show?
0: Okay, guys, being in studio with John is a little distracting, to say the least. You probably talked to yourself for three hours straight, pacing around the studio phone in one hand, pins flying. You have people on speakerphone, your computer wasn't working, so you were basically slamming that against the desk. John, you you were doing the most.
3: <laughs> and my notes for that evening were an inch thick.
0: Oh man, you're I'm the not best. It's why you're the best though, John. It's why you are the best.
3: Well, thank you for that. But no, it was it was in pencil, in pen. There was math. It was permutations and combinations, and the worst case of postseason trigonometry that you could ever have. But yeah, when I when my notes went into the recycle pile because you know it's it's cool and everything, but everything starts anew now for season three an inch thick worth of paper is getting recycled.
0: We can't wait. We have all of our all-stars on deck, ready to talk to us about the playoffs. So let's get right to it, John. Time to welcome in our very first GPB all-star that is Georgia high school football, daily founder and editor Todd Holcomb to give us a entire state overview. And Todd, what were your biggest takeaways from the last week of the regular season?
4: Well, there were twenty five um region championships decided, so that was pretty cool. A lot of a lot of you know, kind of climax to the whole season and um you know, a lot of games that were, you know, winner take all kind of things. So that was it was a great final weekend.
3: So Todd, now that you've got all of your brackets filled out in ten, what matchups to you seem to be the most intriguing, at least on your board for the first round of the playoffs?
4: You know, the Brunswick coach he did our four questions interview today and he said that, you know, they Brunswick County has gone 10 and 0 two straight seasons and then their reward for winning the region again, as they're playing Houston County, I think Houston's yeah. averaging about 70 points a game or something. And Brunswick coach, uh, Coach Grady was saying that that's the best number four team in history. That's, Kind of what coaches like to say, but they are pretty good. I wouldn't want to be playing Houston County, so that's a pretty good one. Um, you know, Westlake is playing Valdosta. Both those teams are in our top 10 and have been in around the top 10 all year, so that's a good one. You know, Ware County, I still think Jones County is good. I mean, they, they were top five in preseason and, you know, they suffered some losses, but they got some weapons, and so Ware County, they're ranked number one in 5A, and they've got to play Jones County, so that's pretty 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 tough matchup. So yeah, there's some others. Lagrange in Burke County that's pretty strong. Carrollton-Lowndes that'll be interesting.
0: Two-part question for you, Todd. Any big surprise teams that made their way in, and on the other side of that, an underdog that you can see making a run here in the
4: playoffs? Well, the most surprising team um, I thought was Cherokee last week. I mean, they were two and seven. They were playing Kennesaw Mountain, and Kennesaw Mountain, I think they were seven and two. And I, I mean. You know, South Mountain was a team, you know, we were looking at ranking. They have a lot of good players, and somehow Cherokee just took them out. I didn't, had no idea that would happen. So they kind of snuck in. So they may not last long, but that was a pretty, pretty cool way of getting in there. Also, it wasn't a huge surprise, but LaGrange, that was pretty dramatic. They were playing their arch rival, you know, county rival troop, and, and about, you know, they were a big underdog troop, was undefeated, and LaGrange wins in a must win game, and they got in the playoffs. And uh, although I think they're a good team, they could win rounds, but still they were up against it. So, you know, stories like that are, that are pretty cool.
3: So then let me take Hannah's question and go the next step with it, with that underdog who, what underdog or below the radar team do you think can make a run and go deep into the playoffs with the the yeah. eight championships?
4: Um, um, yeah. I mean, a lot of that depends on draw, you know, it's not just who the team is, but kind of start looking at the bracket. And I was I was trying to identify a few of those, you know, I I thought Parkview, you know, they beat Grayson last week and, uh, I think they could be one. I mean, they're really talented. They were, you know, in the top 10 a good bit and they have these kind of inexplicable losses and then they'll come back and have, you know, really nice wins like that one there. So they could be one in the highest class. Um, Milton's got a good draw too. You know, they've not been a team that people talk a lot about, you know, they were the runner up last year, not quite as good a team perhaps this year, but, um, I wouldn't be surprised if they made the semifinals. Um, you know, talked about Houston County a little bit ago. I mean they've got a really good quarter. That's a team that finished fourth but I think could go as far as the quarters if they pull out some close games. Um, Jefferson's another team that I think, you know, they, they have a great player, Sammy Brown, he's been hurt a lot of the year and he's back and helping now and I like their quarter. I think they could get to the uh to the semifinals. And they're a top ten team, but they're you know, they're not ranked super high. I think they could, you know, do pretty well. Warner Robbins is another team that was almost written off after a lot of early losses. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they'll be a good playoff team. They're playing a lot better now. Um, and as far as somebody that probably nobody's talking about, this is 3A. It was this team that I circled, this Monroe area. They lost five or six games, played a brutal schedule, coming from a really good region. I think they can go deep as well. I mean, a team that would really be a Cinderella, you know, that's just out of nowhere. And, uh, another one, Fellowship Christian, I think they're really good class double-A school under Coach Tim McFarland that I think is really good that could go to semis or further.
3: What's it like, Todd, to have a lot of the, the traditional names, but then at the same time you have a team like a Langston Hughes who is ranked top 20 nationally. You have a, a Mill Creek and a Buford in one of the, the most uh, highly contested regions around. What's it like to see this mix of the, the new folks coming their way through like a Langston Hughes, but still seeing the traditional names like a a Buford that are attached, even though now Buford doesn't get the, Hughes doesn't get the rematch with Buford. They're in separate classes, but what's it like to see the the balance, I guess, of the new and the old when it comes to powers and traditional number ones?
4: Yeah. I mean, we always like to see teams that haven't, you know, won it you know, break through or or get that opportunity to, you know, to make it. I mean, of course, Hughes was in the final last year, but they've never won. And I think they're probably as big a favorite as, you know, as anybody. I mean any class. And also Creeks Creekside. It's been a while since they won. That's another South Pole team that I think could be the best team in five A. Um as well. So yeah, Mill Creek's never won. You know, I mean this could be their best shot. Um and they have to go through beef again. But um mm-hmm. no rematch. But yeah, that's another team like that. Yeah, a lot of the teams that won it last year are still in contention but um but but yeah there's there's I think room for three or four maybe to win it for the first time.
0: Nice. Well, Todd, thank you so much for your time today. Everybody go follow at G-H-S-F Daily on Twitter. And how can people sign up for your daily
4: emails? Well, just search us down on our, like you said, on Twitter or our website, com, And uh, there's a link to click and, uh, yeah, get our newsletter. It comes every morning and it's free. I think everybody who likes high school football will enjoy it.
0: Our next guest is WRBL-TV Columbus Sports Director, Jack Patterson. Jack, congratulations on your promotion to Sports
1: Director. Appreciate it, Hannah. And it's always great to be back on, as Nellie likes to say, the great GPB.
0: Thank you. We're excited to have you. All right, give us the lowdown of what's happening in West Georgia heading into playoffs.
1: I'll tell you this is that this season has been one of the better seasons for Georgia for football in our area and a good long time, especially in the city of Columbus. You have Northside winning their first ever region championship at five, a Spencer winning their first ever region championship in the GHSA in two a You got Carver going back to the playoffs. You think about it. They were one point away from beating Thomasville for the region championship. You have Shaw, every everything that team has been through with the loss of their coach Al Pellegrino on, during the, all season they make the playoffs in class 4a so a lot of great great football in the city of columbus this season and then you have troop county winning their first region championship for 35 years sly county first ever region champs lagrange with their insane win last friday night to beat troop county deny troop county the perfect season and get into the playoffs. It was a in your in scenario for the Grangers. They get the two seed in that murderous row of a region in um four four a, and then Manchester. They're back in the playoffs. You got so much great football in our area. I it, this shapes up to be an incredible playoffs for us down here.
3: So Jack, since you've mentioned teams, let's get into players. For those who haven't had the chance to to catch up in the western frontier two-part question uh first and foremost Teo todd yes he is still a cheat code
1: yep two counties Teo todd was a human cheat code a regular on the top three on three on the prep zone friday night john
3: no question Uh, definitely a regular in the top three so then outside of the cheat code who are some of the other players that you've had the chance to focus on that folks are getting a chance to see for the first time who are some of the big names coming into the playoffs out west
1: I definitely want, in Class 5A for Northside, I want to turn your attention to Malachi Hosley. He's one of the leading rushers in the state of Georgia, regardless of classification. There's him and another guy that keep trading the lead in Class 5A for leading rusher in the state. But Malachi Hosley, we like to call him the whole dang showdown here because you put the ball in his hands, and he's magic. And I really, really think— that the playoffs will be a time to shine for him and he is the engine that makes that Northside offense go so people are going to start hearing his name more and more as we go into the playoffs. Uh, A.J. Tucker there's a, bu- a bunch of running backs at LaGrange High School. A.J. Tucker's probably the leader the leader of the class, but there's a bunch of guys there. Jalen Brown, the, um, quarterback over there as well. Magic Johnson, the wide receiver for LaGrange. They got a whole bunch of talent. LaGrange is dangerous. A lot of people wrote him off after those close losses to Whitewater and Stars Mill, but LaGrange is a dangerous, dangerous team. And the fact that they got a two seed should worry a lot of teams in Class 4A because they are going to likely go on the road in the second round. And I'll go ahead and call this they'll probably upset somebody. I don't I haven't looked at the bracket, so I don't know the um how the um that quadrant is set up, but Lagrange, I would say they have an opportunity to make a deep run in the playoffs. Matt Napier has those boys locked and loaded. Uh going down to class one, a division two, Sly County, there's a dynamic duo down there that is just so doggone good. And as Jay Canazauer the quarterback and Jalewis Solomon the wide receiver, they are you know, they are so connected with each other. And those guys, they can get the job done short or long. Malachi Banks is a great running back for the Wildcats as well. And then Zayden Walker, the brother of former Auburn DN Zikevius, they use him on both sides of the ball down there. And Nellie and Hannah, I don't know about you, but I just don't want to be on the business end of that, man. He dwarfs over me. I'm a 6'1", 260-pound guy, and he dwarfs over me. Wow. So, so I don't want to be on the business end of him. And he's a sophomore. And just like I said, that's just the tip of the iceberg of all the talent that we have here that's headed to the playoffs.
0: Jack, it is always a pleasure having you on. Your energy and your passion for West Georgia football just comes through the microphone. Thank you so much for being here. Where can people follow you on social media?
1: Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at Jay Patterson TV. You can follow the WRBL sports team at WRBL sports on Twitter and WRBL news three sports on Facebook.
0: We now have joining us Marvin James from WMAZ sports anchor, letting us know all about central Georgia football. And Marvin, since I'm in studio by myself this week, it's my turn to say, how was that? How was that?
2: That that was was... Not, I like it. Every time it's getting better and better. I love it.
0: I know that's only like the third time I've done it, so um, I feel pretty good about that. Um, but no, seriously, tell us what's happening in Central Georgia as when now we're in the playoffs.
2: Okay, well, we wrapped up the regular season, as everyone knows, last week, and we got a couple teams that um, I think that are that are vying are, are near the top a chance for a state championship. Also, uh, always um, I guess the eyes would be on. Warner Robins um since they've been the past five years and won back to back state championships. They're coming into um the playoffs as the second seed. Um they lost the the region. Um but you know a good thing is they lost the region last year. So um that doesn't really matter. But um they are six and four, had some troubles earlier in the season um offensively and changed their offensive coordinator um midway through the season, so things have gotten better with that. You know, we also have Perry that I think um, a recent chance for the um, third year in the row. And I think they may be one of our um, best chances to win a state championship from Central Georgia. Um, Coach Kevin Smith has those guys rolling, and they look really good, both on offense and defense um, and special teams. So I'm excited about what they can do as well. Is there a team either flying below
3: the radar or one that you and – everybody there at Football Friday Night would consider to be
2: an underdog that could make a deep run? I think the Northeast Raiders. um, Last year, um, they went to, I believe, the quarterfinals. um, uh, I I think Swainsboro knocked them out. Um, They lost their um, quarterback, um, um, a kid that um, transferred, not transferred, but graduated and went to play over at Mercer. But right now they got a kid named Dick Woodford who is a Mm -hmm. soft, um i'm sure you guys have heard of him. right now he has um, like 2300 rushing yards 47 total touchdowns um this kid is the real deal
0: i want to zone in on warden robbins trying to three as 5a state champs they have three seed jenkins in the first round what's it going to take for them to be able to make another deep run and another shot at a uh state championship this year marvin
2: Scoring more points, Um, I think, like I said, at the beginning of the year, um, this is a team that totally went under a huge facelift, and a lot of people don't really remember that, but they lost their offensive coordinator, they lost their defensive coordinator, and they lost their offensive line coach, who all went over to Houston County. So from that standpoint, um, and they lost several other assistant coaches. So from that standpoint, you lose a large chunk of leadership um, with head coach Marquise Westbrook, and, and not to mention the seniors, the players, but they have rallied around each other. Um, really have that me against the world mentality. Started off the season, I think it was one and uh, three, uh, one and four maybe, and then so they they, they finished up six and four, second in the region. They're scoring a bunch of points. Um, I think that, that that they're starting to believe in themselves right now, and and it's starting to click. And the teams they lost to were about off the. Lee County, uh Houston County, and Dutchtown, who were all uh doing very well in the playoffs and probably an eight two record. So um I think they have the chance to 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 make some noise. It's just gonna have to be right now the proof is in the pudding. So then Marvin, my last question for you has to do with region one six
3: A, and you mentioned the uh the new head coach at Houston County and Jeremy Edwards, they're averaging about forty seven billion points a game on offense. And then you've got Northside. You know, since you were focused on the south side of Georgia 247, let me go to the north side of 247 and ask uh-huh. you what you think about Houston County, who's in a big one as a four-seat going up against Brunswick in the first round. That's an atypical 1-4 matchup. And then you've got Northside, who's got Glenn Academy. The the other team's in Region 1-6-A. What do you think?
2: All right. Then, well, Lee and, and Thomas County Central on top of that. So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, those three and four seeds are not gonna be easy outs. Um, Houston County is extremely dangerous. Seven and three, um, led by uh five star Antoine Hill Junior, quarterback, um, you know, Ryan Taleb at at running back. These guys are gonna really put up a lot of points and they're really going to shock the Brunswick crowd up there. I think like typically in the first round of playoffs. You might want to get there and get your popcorn ready because you're going to see a lot of fireworks (laughs) in the sky from the Houston County Bears team. Jeremy Edwards has those guys rolling. And Northside, um, Coach Chad Alligood also has those guys played really well in the season. They battled with Thomas County Central, uh, lost 24-14 in the region championship, but they beat Lee County. We all know about that rally that happened the last Mm -hmm. six minutes of the ball game um they got a new quarterback in there right now a sophomore dj hudson who's playing really well so uh, i think these two teams um this whole region could really be um playing for a long time in the playoffs actually
0: marvin thank you so much for your time today in breaking down central georgia tell uh, everybody where they can follow you on social media
2: i'm at sports guy marv sports guy marv on um uh, instagram and also on twitter and then Marvin James, there um Marvin James WMAZ on Facebook. But you could also check us on WMAZ.com and football Friday night, eleven thirty-five on WMAZ TV.
0: Next up is host of Extra Point for ITG next Georgia, Phil Jones. And Phil, fill us all in on South Georgia football.
5: You know, there are so many interesting matchups, and typically you know, we'll have some fours versus ones that are worth looking at. One in particular, and of course, you guys know we're based, in, we're a statewide company based in Valdosta. I tell you, I'm interested to see this Lounge Carrollton game. I don't think it's your typical four versus one where you can just pencil in an automatic W for Carrollton. Sure, they're going to be favored, but look out for the Vikings. They have proved they can hang with the best. They beat Grayson earlier this year, so. I think that's an interesting matchup, guys.
3: When it comes to the the lower classifications outside of 7A, is there a team that for you is flying below the radar that folks aren't giving a whole lot of credence? Who do you think could be one of those underdogs in the lower classes that could make a deep run?
5: Um, I tell you, uh, I'm not sure if they're an underdog, but look out for Charlton County.
3: Yeah, Russ has done a
5: great job there. And um, I think people still, you know, consider Clinch to be the uh, uh, the cream of the crop. But, uh, you know, I'd say look out for, for Charleston County. And, and I know they won the region. I and mean, you may say, well, that's not really flying on the radar. But I still don't know that they're getting the respect, uh, especially that they did in, from their heyday. But I think they're back, and I think they're a team to, uh, to, to look out for.
0: You're based in Valdosta, so let's talk about some Valdosta teams.
5: So again, another very interesting matchup. I'll start with Valdosta Westlake. Um, This is one of the more explosive offenses in the state with R.J. Johnson, one of the top quarterbacks. Last time I checked, he was the active career passing leader all the time in in, in high school football in in the state. Uh, Whether he is still holding that title or not, one of the best quarterback in the what I called the year of the quarterback in Georgia. Valdosta, on the other hand, the stingiest, the stingiest defense in the state. They've had a little bit of a rocky uh, role here on the end of the season, Valdosta. Again, if there is an issue there, it's not being able to put up a lot of points. But that defense, and what do they say about defense, guys? Defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. We're going to see if that indeed is true. I wouldn't bet against the Cats at all.
3: So then, Phil, my last question for you has to do with Region One AA and the stout teams that are coming out of there. You've got, you know, Coach Hammond with what he's been able to do turning Worth County around. You've got the the defending champ in Fitzgerald because, as we all know, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. Everybody's looking at them. Then you've got the story with Cook and, and head coach and with Coach Slack and what they've been able to do in turning that program around. I'm looking at Region One in AA as a bunch that could make a deep run and have three teams do that.
5: I think you're right. Uh, so I had a chance to to call the Fitzgerald-Cook uh, game a couple of weeks ago. It was our ITG next game of the week. And I got to tell you, you know about Fitzgerald, you hear about Fitzgerald, but when you see them up close, you see why they are so dominant. Uh, Tucker Pruitt was running, I don't know, four or five guys, just one behind another, all equally great backs. That depth, that talent, I think is going to go a long way as it did last year. Cook, same thing. They've got a great young running back, and um, his name escapes me right now, but boy, he is having a fantastic season, and Byron Slack has done a great job. I think what Cook was missing was that dose of discipline that they so needed, and this is really no shot at the previous guys that went through there, but... I think that Byron Slack, Dr. Byron Slack, has done a fantastic job of solidifying that program, getting those guys on board, and they're playing a really good football. That was a solid Worth County team that they beat and pretty much handled pretty easily the night. And I'll end the conversation with them, and you talk about Jeffrey Hammond. He has got Sylvester more excited about high school football than that city has been in a long time. Yes, they took it on the chin against Fitzgerald, but who hasn't? Watch out for Worth County, and maybe in reverse. I'll answer your question as far as the Dark Horse team. Got one of the best young quarterbacks in Chip Cooper there at uh, at Worth, and I really like Jeffrey Hammond. He's just a winner. Of course, understudy of the great one, Rush Brooks. So, so that's going to be a lot of fun to watch.
0: Phil Jones, work can everybody follow you on social media
5: at Phil Jones Radio. Uh, you can also uh, check me out at uh, philjonesradio.com.
0: Last but definitely not least is voice of GBB Sports Football Fridays in Georgia and host of Recruiting 2022, it's Matt Stewart to cover the Atlanta area here on the podcast. And Matt, happy playoff time. It's the first round this upcoming week. And what have you seen from the Atlanta area schools? Who's got a chance to make a really deep run this year?
6: Well, I mean, I think the usual suspects, uh, you know, we saw Langston Hughes on GBB two weeks ago just demolish A pretty good (laughs) South Paulding Mm -hmm. team. It was really more about Langston Hughes just being a tidal wave of talent and not so much that South Paulding did anything wrong. And now with Buford out of 6A, uh, unfortunately I would love to see that rematch with Buford uh, because they had a great chance to beat them last year and just didn't. But uh, Langston Hughes, can anybody stop them in 6A I think is Question number one, and then question number two, kind of a similar question with Buford in 7A. Although I think the pool is deeper for Buford in 7A than it is for Langston Hughes in 6A. But who knows? Someone may step up there and surprises. But I think those two teams are definitely, you know, in good shape to to make a deep run, maybe even be back in the finals. And of course, Buford's playing for history. Seems like every year they're they're knocking down. Another historical marker this year, they're trying to establish themselves as the only program in state history to win a state championship in every single classification.
0: Let's talk recruiting. Who is on your must-watch list when it comes to prospects heading down the playoffs?
6: Well, I mean, the the best prospect I think we saw all year on GPB was certainly Caleb Downs at, at Mill Creek. Uh, and, you know, he was matched up against his Alabama, future Alabama teammate, Veron Haynes, in that game and not taking anything away from Veron. Veron's a five star running back. I think he proved it in oh, that justice, game. He you earned, yeah, 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 Ver- yeah exactly. Uh, justice, Veron's son. Yes, thank you for catching me on that. No hobnail boot here. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it justice- was on your
0: mind from the Tennessee game, Matt. <laughs>
6: Yeah, and Georgia didn't need a hobnail boot. They just stepped on Tennessee and squashed them like a bug. But, uh, you know, Justice certainly is a five-star running back, and he proved that in the game we had on GPB on October 14th. But Caleb Downs, to me, he just jumps off the Mm. screen. I mean, he can do anything. I mean, if they wanted to run him at running back, they could do that. I think if they wanted to play him at quarterback, they could certainly do that, although you know you probably want to put him in a situation where you can get him the ball in space. There's nothing I don't think Caleb Downs can do. Certainly, you know, coming off doing the uh, the Georgia High School Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony, he reminds me a lot of like and uh, you know, of Eric Berry, a guy that can just do anything. Put him wherever, he'll do anything, and and that's that's what I would say about Caleb Downs. I think can Caleb Downs lead his team to a state championship. Mill Creek's been in the semifinals twice before, uh, but never been able to get to the state finals. Can, you know, does Caleb Downs have enough to, to, to get his team to the state finals? And if they do, and if they play Buford, can they beat them?
3: Well, and then you go to that quadrant, which as we fill things out in 10 is upper right. They would have to have a second round game if the, the seeds followed through in number. See John, second what are you doing? You, you're
6: trying to get me off. You're trying to get me sidetracked on my annual argument about seeding the teams. Now, aren't you? This is your you're subtle, same, actually. passive, passive-aggressive way of trying to get me fired up. But yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, you're looking at Mill Creek and North Cobb at North Cobb, quite conceivably in the second round of the state playoffs, which to me is such a shame because having seen both of those teams this year. A number of times, uh, I believe that's a semifinal matchup. Uh, But the way the Georgia High School Association designates their playoff format, instead of seeding teams, uh, you get this in the second round, which is great for the second round, but bad from one of those teams uh, for making a deep run. And then if you knock one of those teams out, that means quite conceivably you have a less deserving team making a deep run. So. You got me started on it, but yes, I think that's a semifinal matchup. Unfortunately, it would be coming in the second round, it so appears.
0: Matt, we know you're so busy calling all sorts of games around the state. Thank you so much for your time today. Where can everybody find you on social media?
6: Uh, Matt Stewart uh, TV. At Matt Stewart TV is the best place to find me uh, on Twitter, and then you can can check out my Facebook page, at Matt Stewart Sports Facebook page. You can follow me there.
0: Great content. So everybody follow Matt on social media, and we can not wait for another awesome football Fridays in Georgia. Playoffs, round one. So the playoffs begin on GBB Friday at 7.30 p.m., recruiting 2022 at 7 o'clock with Matt and John. And our game of the week is Blessed Trinity versus North Forsyth. John, preview this one for me.
3: The winner of this one gets Hughes.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
3: <laughs> that's your, yeah, that's your, it's upper right in the 6A bracket, but the winner of this one, and it'll be our first time for a Football Fridays match at uh, uh, North Versailles, so it'll be fun to, to see the the atmosphere there. But yeah, the winner of this one gets Hughes in that mini bracket, the lower section of the upper right quadrant, so it'll be a tall order. But uh, the winner of this one, it's uh, North you're two out of Region 8, and uh, Blessed Trinity, you're three out of Region 7. You'll get uh, that one and your 12th game of the year will be against Hughes in all probability.
0: Cannot wait for it. And uh, sorry about the winner getting Hughes. Okay. And these games are going to be split between Friday and Saturday. John, break that down for us.
3: It's odds and evens except for a single a and this year, three, five and seven class three, class five, class seven. That is on Saturday. Every other game is on Friday. And that's because of the, the official shortage and, you know, we can't say this enough. It's something that we've been mentioning a whole lot is that uh, if you want to be an official, now is the time because you really can help things out across all sports here in the state of Georgia. Alabama's experiencing the same things. They're having officials shortages as well. So if you've ever wanted to be an official, now is the time. <laughs> and this is the reminder to do that. You know, if you want to dive in and be an official, now's the time.
0: Maybe it's because everybody's yelling at them all the time, John.
4: Well,
3: and and that's disappointing that, you know, that, that folks feel like, you know, feel compelled that they should do that as their first instinct. But no, it, it does. It does turn. It does turn folks away, sadly. And I think that, you know, the, the officials, they do get They do get a bad rap. But I think that they're just as vital because, you know, we wouldn't really we wouldn't have the sports that we have to the extent that we have them if we didn't have officials. So. Um, yeah, you know, it's just something that folks should consider when they're at a game regardless of what sport we're talking about.
0: I know a few Auburn fans who usually get very angry at officials through the TV. Here's your flag football news. we got a triple header in Sharpsburg on thir- this Thursday, November 17th. Trinity Christian versus East Coweta, 545. Trinity versus Northside Columbus at 645. And East Coweta versus Northside Columbus at 745. You don't want to miss it. It will be streaming on gbb.org slash sports and the GBB Sports app. All right, my uh, least favorite part of the podcast <laughs> is the staff whip around? So, John, I'm gonna um, once again let you just uh, take it away this week.
3: Okay, uh, Lasseter finished their regular season mm. three and seven, mm-hmm. losing to Blessed Trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lakeside and mm-hmm. their non region schedule finished with a win over Clarkston. So, uh, your, your buddy Morris Starr, my and bro. with a record of eight and two. Love it. Parkview, so uh, Jake the Snakes, Parkview Panthers, seven and three. They beat Grayson, they play North Paulding in the first round of the playoffs in 7A. Uh, Decatur for Commander, you know, for Commander Sandy six and four. They're the number one seed in their region, Region Four. They beat MLK. They get Harris County, in beautiful bustling downtown Decatur in the first round of the five A playoffs. Uh, Ambassador Jeremy run, ran the table ten and zero, mm-hmm. region champ, mm-hmm. beating Tryon. Mm-hmm. They get Athens mm-hmm. Christian up at uh, up at uh, Jerry Sharp Field up there in Rome. Wow. First round of the the A Division one playoffs, and for uh, King James. Central Macon, the Chargers knocked off Southwest, but Central Macon gets Fitzgerald in the opening round of the Double A playoffs. So, uh, across the board, varying results, but uh, one, two, three, four of the six on the staff have postseason aspirations now.
0: So, what does the winner get? Darlington, ten and zero. So, is there a prize?
3: Season's not over yet.
0: <laughs> no, I know, but is there a regular season prize? Are we going to do a prize when the season is over?
3: We probably should. That'll be up for debate. So that'll be for folks to listen. For folks to listen, what should the prize be?
0: What about the biggest loser? Do they get something too? (laughs) No.
3: They have to. They have to uh, make sure that the prize for the winner is taken care of in the most appropriate fashion possible.
0: Well, it's. We'll see. So I believe you would get the wooden spoon, as they say. So I have to buy the prize. Oh, man.
3: Hey, she volunteered it. Uh, yeah. Everybody else on an open mic, I believe <laughs> Hannah just volunteered.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, John, what are your thoughts heading into playoffs?
3: No, I'm I'm looking forward to it. This is the yeah. beginning of season three, and we're down to the final 255, and We'll see where it goes from here. But, no, this is where the fun happens. And if you thought the pacing was faster uh, the last week of the regular season, business really picks up now for this five-week sprint to Georgia State.
0: I know. Okay, guys, Football Fridays in Georgia starts Friday at 7, 7.30, and the postgame show is wild with bracketology. John is in rare form, so you don't want to miss it. We have winning coaches calling around all over the state who will be advancing, and John talking 90 miles an hour about teams – that you've never heard of
3: well sometimes maybe 90 miles an hour
0: i'm just messing with you john
3: hey send us home
0: i am i'm going to i'm in the good mood today and you're a little you're a little quiet today john
3: Well, because you're driving the bus. I'm just (laughs) making sure that the drive is okay and that everything gets, the bus gets into the barn in one piece.
0: Okay, well now it's a different perspective on the podcast with me um, doing the lead. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. See you on Friday. That's all I got. Bye.